Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson. We got Ho Row for hour one. Holly Roberts in the house. Ho? Yeah. Very, very good. With that <laughs> lineup. Very good. That was a good intro for you, Holly. Holly, you just did uh, three hours of the morning show. Yeah. Um, do you view us as like baggage claim, like you got off the flight and now you're just kind of waiting for the last few things and it's like, my ride's going to be here, I'm at door eight? No, this is a totally different ride. Yeah. It's like I got on one bus and I transferred on to another. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah. All right. Yes. It's like different rides at Disney, you know? That's what I'm saying. They expose you to different things. This yeah. is exciting. Uh-huh. I want to go to Disney. I want to go to there, too. It'd be nice today. My uh, family is in Disney. My brother and his uh, wife and their two kids at Disney for the first time as the adults. You know, my brother went when we were kids. I don't know if my sister-in-law ever went, but they kind of did it without a ton of planning. They pulled the trigger in, I think, like three weeks ago and said, hey, you know what? Found a good deal. Let's surprise the kids. Whereas we are plotting a trip later either later this year or early next year that like we're already plotting. But it's amazing. You know what we say, Donna? What's that, Steve? A task will stretch to fit the time allotted. So if you give yourself two weeks to prep for Disney, you'll spend two weeks prepping for Disney. If you give yourself a year to prep for Disney, sure. you'll take a year prepping for Disney. But some I view it as fun. I like the preparation, the anticipation, the what do we want to see, where do we want to go for any kind of vacation, not just Disney. I think sure. that's half the fun. Okay. Preparing. I disagree, but I, I like when other people do it for me. Don't you like looking up, like, let's say on your South Dakota trip, when you went with um, your friends a few years ago, looking up like, hey, I found this little diner. It's about five minutes outside of Mount Rushmore. We should try yeah. to eat there. They have good cabbage or whatever. Kind of. Yeah. It's also a daunting task. It's just, you know, and you want everything to be right and mm. you don't want to screw up. I, the friend that I went with is actually a great planner because she found the place we stayed was like my favorite place in in the Badlands. And, you know, it was like a, a bed and breakfast kind of place. Cool. But, I mean, we stayed in a guest house. I, I don't think I ever would have found this place. She found it. She worked it out. That That's where they had Jack the donkey. Oh, yes. And his two friends. So oh. there were three donkeys. And they were just... Come up, they'd walk up on the deck, Jack especially, and he'd just start like nibbling your ear. And I'm like, he tried to get in the house. It was super unique and fun. 
So I'd rather someone else do it. Thank you. I bet it would be fun to be a travel agent. I'm sure it would get old like anything. But I bet there would be a lot of moments where, look, you have a worried person call you. For the sake of the story, we'll name her Donna. And she calls and says, I want to travel, but I feel sort of anxious about how do I even start? What do I book first? The flight? The hotel? Where do I go? And then they, I bet, get the feeling of, I'm going to help you here. And I hear this anxious, nervous person who really knows it's important to go on this trip. And they need to do it. They need to get out. Yes. And uh, and I'm going to help them. I get to be I get to play hero and sort of decorate a few days of their vacation. Remember those days? Like everybody used travel agents. Everybody. When we went on a cruise, or, or, or the first couple cruises that we went on, uh, this would have been like 20 years ago, and then maybe we did a follow up one a few years later. It was my mom sending out emails of, okay, now we're all working with Sue. Sue is at, you know, bestcruiseever.com or whatever. Yeah. She's going to let you know about your all of these, like your meal vouchers and stuff like that. Yeah, everything. It is great. When I uh, used to work at Twin Cities Live, uh, can't trust us enough, enough major television local celebrity. For years, I was over seven years. Now nobody knows me. I love it. But we worked with a travel company, and we would go on cruises with them. And it was great because we'd show up at the airport. And they were just distributing everything. Now you get on the bus. Like if you do group travel. Right. And they give you vouchers. Uh, so you get a ride from the airport to your hotel. You, you don't know. need to think about much the next morning. It's just, hey, go out. Enjoy Seattle tonight. Remember, we meet down here in the lobby at 830. Enjoy the evening. And then you meet at 830 and you get on a bus and you go to a cruise ship. They have uh, excursions planned for you. It's do, really great. Do travel agents still exist or is that a job that's not? No, they do. Mm-hmm. They do. Oh. And it's a big booming business for Dis- Disney travel oh, in particular. Sure. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, there's lots of places. There are companies that are that organize tours. I mean, it is it is a whole thing. Okay, yeah. all right. I tried to. I uh, I don't mean to be speaking out of turn here. The deal never went forward. But I tried to pitch a thing where we would have a travel company yeah. who I won't name, yeah, yeah, yeah. who would come and endorse this here. We would endorse them on this year's show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we would go on a trip, go yeah, with yeah, a bunch yeah. of my talkers on a cruise to sure. fill in the blank. Love it. Would have been fun. Didn't go through. I don't know who to blame. Sales department, are you listening? But that's who I'd start with. Okay, so if I'm going just on a trip to Mexico, mm-hmm. I could call a travel agent right now. For sure. I, think, yeah. I wonder if that would help to um, motivate you a little bit more. You got some travel plan this year. Who's who's doing some of that plan? Like your Vegas trip that you're doing. Who's plotting? Where you're going to stay, where you're going to eat, shows mm-hmm. you're going to see. That's right. How are you going to fly there? What's your transportation look like? This is sure. what the travel agent does. Do, yeah. Let me ask this question, Holly. Yeah. Because I only know half of it, but it sounds like you know more of this. And your mother worked in the travel industry. Well, she still does. It's still in the airline industry, working at the uh, the old Delta No, Club. she, she right, works whatever. for Well, she works for a company that does uh, lounges. Oh, lounges. That's yeah. right. So that's yeah. why I'm thinking mm-hmm. of the uh, Sky Club. Yeah. Oh, but right, right, right. Do, does the person who says, okay, I don't know what to do, I need to call a travel agent, does that person offer some fee to the travel agent, or does the travel agent get commissions and kickbacks when they book you at certain hotels, flights, restaurants, etc.? Ooh, good question, because it is a free service. How does a travel agent get paid? Good question. I don't have an answer for you. Okay, <laughs> okay. all right. That's it. That is a good question. Yeah. I don't, there Can has I tell to you how good someone. it feels good? How, how good it feels to hit a blind spot for Holly because Holly is 
and it's not close, the most intellectual person on this station. And so the fact that I just got to hit a blind spot where she said, I don't know. Can I get a... Yay! I need tape of this. I cannot confirm how travel agents get their commissions or how they work because I suppose... It just kind of depends on who you're working with because there's lots of folks who just do this, you know, on their own and they set up their own shop and they're like, yeah, I'm like, I'm Disney Deb and I'm going to be <laughs> Disney yeah. Deb. Oh I, I, all right. I got a quick one and then we'll go to yeah. break here. Um, the vendor will recognize the travel agency through this accreditation number that they have. So Sue has a number 04222. And then... When the a travel agent makes the booking, the travel agent gets credited with booking it via that accreditation number. So they saw that that booking was made for Joan, but it was made through Sue and her accreditation number. By the way, I'm using all of my aunts as names. That's funny. And I call them aunts. I just did aunt to find I have family local. members with the same names as well. The commission is paid to the travel agent. For most trips, the vendor pays a commission to the travel agent after the client has traveled. So that's not just the booking and putting it up. They need to Got make sure it. that you have completed the trip. Got it. Look oh. at that. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Travel agents. Uh, and on that note, uh, you want to talk about Prince Harry, do you? It was kind of a uh, surprise visit last night on Colbert. Huh. And I, I, w- I just want us to listen to about a minute and a half or so of Prince Harry. And I think you'll find it enjoyable, no matter your thoughts on the Megxit and the Royals and all that kind of stuff. So we'll listen to Prince Harry and Colbert. When we come back, it's Donna, it's Steve, it's My Talk. Hey, guys. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. I'm surprised Prince Harry is on Colbert again. Was he on it a few weeks ago promoting Spare? Yeah, a couple months. Yeah, a yeah, month or yeah. so. Yeah, it was a great interview, too. Really, really good. Well, they I must have hit it off. I saw this video. The headline read, you know, sort of a surprise drop in. I guess it wasn't promoted. We didn't talk about it yesterday. It wasn't like, hey, Prince Harry's going to be on, although he had sort of done the media round, so it wouldn't have been necessarily noteworthy. Sure. But I see this clip and it says, hey, he sits down and does what, what Colbert calls the Colbert questionnaire. And, of course, he spells questionnaire with a T at the end, just as with his name. funny. (laughs) It is funny. They sit down. And it's about a nine-minute clip. So I saw it this morning. I didn't watch the entire nine-minute clip, but I was like, let me just sort of, let me see the the vibe here. So uh, we'll just listen to kind of the first, like, it's like about a minute and a half of it. But I did find their exchange to be very funny. And they're talking about differences with British vernacular. Versus American vernacular. Okay. And it felt like I was just sort of overhearing two dudes talking at a pub. Harry, what is the best sandwich? Mm. I would say a cheese and ham toasty with Dijon mustard on top. What if. Oh, no. We got hit with the We got hit with the ad. All right, now he's about to come back to you. You heard him use the word toasty. Toasty means grilled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. In a a toasty machine, though. In a toasty machine? Yeah. Like a press, like a panini press, that sort of thing? That's the one, yeah. That sounds good. I have to be so careful with these questions because the Americanisms to the Britishisms, it's very different. Right, right. Got me and my wife into a lot of trouble at the beginning of our relationship. The word fanny, the word fanny is the one that is actually most upsetting. Uh, (laughs) Yes, but, but then there's a fanny pack. (laughs) <laughs> right. Right. But we, what I was fanny, actually, I was fanny actually, is to us is different than what fanny is to y'all. Uh, I was actually going to talk about basil and basil. 
<laughs> oregano and oregano. Mm -hmm. Oregano. Sure. Uh, uh, sidewalk and pavement. Yep. Yeah. Uh, was it like horseback? Vitamin and vitamin. Yep. Horse riding or horseback riding. Where else are you going to ride the horse? Um, <laughs> horse belly. Cling on to it like that. Oh, one more time, I'm sorry. No, no, One no. more time with that. All right, okay. Okay. That sort of, uh, yeah, yeah. But it was fun. It was like lighthearted. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think when he was doing a lot of spare media, or as South Park called it, your new book, wah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if Colbert <laughs> brought up uh, South Park last night or not. But, um, you know, th those interviews had to lean a lot more serious because a lot of what he was talking about in his book, Spare. Yeah was serious. So, right. you know, again, you can have your own position about him, about Megan, about the Royals and all sure. of it. But I do enjoy kind of a lighthearted conversation like that where you actually do. There's a lighthearted conversation where it kind of feels like, OK, all of that was nothing that just drifts away like a vapor. But then there's another side where you either get interesting answers or just see kind of an interesting side of the person. And sure. I felt like you were kind of seeing a, an interesting fun. side of the person. Yeah, it felt like. Yeah, that's how his dude. first interview, I thought, was. There was some seriousness to it. But then, okay. you know, they were they were drinking tequila. They were they were having fun. You know, they were talking about his willy. Um, oh, <laughs> OK. <laughs> The frostbite whole situation. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. And talking about, you know, the other names for it. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it was fun. These two together. Adorable. I, I I quite enjoy him. You know who else was good the other day, speaking of those two together? And uh, I meant to pull it up yesterday, but one of the only things I saw from the SAG Awards, which aired live on Netflix's YouTube channel, um, <laughs> Steve Martin and Martin Short, they opened the show. They did the cold open. And they were just like, here we are. You know, we're, we're opening for the SAG Awards. Oh, blah, blah, I didn't blah. see that. Okay. And then they, fu they figure out that they're actually nominated against one another in the same category. <laughs> and then instantly, this really fun, familial, lighthearted thing turns just dig. I mean, it's Martin Short <laughs> is just laying into Steve Martin back and forth. Maybe by the end of the show, if everyone has good behavior today. And if we like your emails, maybe we'll play it for you at the end of the show. Cool. By the way, at the end of the show, we're introducing a new segment called Of the Day. Oh, yes, we are. We think. We'll, we'll try it out. Anyway, by the way, King Charles evicting Harry and Meghan from their Frogmore cottage. Oh. This is really surprising to me. Giving it to Prince Andrew. Duh. They began the eviction process in January one day. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
after Spare hit shelves. And that's basically probably the end of them in the UK. You know, what are they going to stay at a Holiday Inn? Huh. Anyway, um, yeah, the, the Andrew thing is very interesting because I would have thought that the king would, you know, kind of stay as far away from him as possible. Right. Huh. Landlord King Charles? <laughs> oh, well, he's not just a landlord. He owns the Duchy of Cornwall. Duchy of Cornwall? Oh, that's the whole What's... that's the whole thing of the British family. That's the and whole the, compound, I mean, all the properties? Well, no, 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 no. Well, he owns the Duchy of Cornwall. I mean, he's a real estate guy. King Charles. Wow. Yeah. I want to get I mean, into real estate. Well, I mean, why don't you go over and ask him? <laughs> ask him and sing. I mean, this King Charles actually turned around the British family fortune through his kind of ingenious real estate investments and other ah. things. And oh. look. Pass the duchy on the left hand side. Well, I, not quite that. <laughs> I thought, is that a drug reference? Oh, Steve. I, I don't right. even know what it means. Uh-oh. It's worse than a drug rap. I don't is know. Is it scandalous? No. I don't think so. <laughs> no. I thought when you said he owns the Duchy of Cornwall, is that what you said? Yeah. yeah I D-U-C-H-Y. thought it was a dog. No, my first instinct was that's a dog. A ah. dog? Like, oh, he owns the Duchy. Like, come here, Duchy. And it's Aww. Duchy of Cornwall, some, you know, no offense to Matt Belanger, but probably some corgi who has too high a self-esteem. <laughs> well, that would be a really cute name for a corgi. Duchy, yeah. Very. Duchy of Cornwall. That yes. was the whole name. Has anybody seen Duchy of Cornwall? Oh. So Duchy of Cornwall is their real estate well, empire. Well, that's his name. That's what, yeah, he is king. Wow, gosh. What Wait, are we he's doing? the Duchy? That's his real estate title? Well, that's his thing. Like, he has that title. The Duchy of Cornwall. Here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, here, let me give you... Yes, I need to verify I'm a human before I can get to the website. Okay. The Duchy of Cornwall is a private estate which was established by Edward III in 1337 to provide an income for the heir to the throne. Now, the duchy has been run under the stewardship of the Prince of Wales, which used to be King Charles since 1969. Hmm. And so he he provides an income, according to his website. He uses to support himself. See, this is where he gets his private money from. It's because he owns the Duchy of Cornwall. I want some. I want to be called a duchy. I want. We can make that happen. <laughs> Why don't we? You could be the duchy of Bloomington. That's the duchy right. of Weeblo, West Bloomington, yeah. premier real estate. Woo. The duchy of Coldassar. I've never heard the term duchy in, wow. like that ever. Yeah. Look at that. We just learned stuff. We learned that Prince Harry, or whatever you want to call him, American Harry, I don't know. He says he likes a cheese and ham toasty. With Which Dijon. is essentially, that means if you're in a car with Harry and we get hungry, stop at Quiznos. Because they toast their subs. And oh, my yeah. man likes a toasty. Give me like a sub. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. right uh, if you know, you know. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, we'll take a breather here. All right. Uh, we'll tell you why Savannah Guthrie was hurried off the Today Show. And uh, a little bit more on where Hoda Kotb has been and why. Coming up next on My Talk 1071. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. 
Thanks for listening, you guys. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. So what happened to to um Savannah Guthrie? Well, I yesterday we were talking about, as people on the internet were talking about. Where has Hoda Kotb been? And right. there may be some information regarding that that we'll get to in a moment. But people are like, hey, where's Hoda Kotb? So then I am on, I think it's msn.com is what comes up as my natural homepage on my home computer. I cannot stress to you, and I'm pretty sure I need to, in fact, I need to because I'm going to say something. So I need to make sure I'm right here. Okay. Steve is about uh, to say I something. Think it, okay, maybe it's not. Eh, maybe it is. Doesn't matter. Say it. Some homepage that I'm on gives is just chock full beginning to end. You know, like the slideshow homepage where yeah. it gives you like 15 different stories and it's just yeah. like, it Rotates. is clickbait after yeah. clickbait yes. after clickbait after clickbait after clickbait. And so I know this, it, but yesterday I I guess I was hungry because I took the bait and it said Savannah Guthrie um, leaves mid-show and then it was making some kind of inference to like, does this have to do... With Hoda, we were just talking about Hoda earlier. Is this like, a, wait a second, what's going on with Hoda? Now I'm out of here. Some people were wondering if Hoda Copy was maybe in some sort of a standoff in contract negotiations. Turns out it had nothing to do with Hoda. It had everything to do with Savannah, who wasn't feeling all too well. Here's how they handled it on the Today Show. It has been an interesting morning for right. us. As we said, Savannah left early. She wasn't feeling great, so she took a COVID test. It came back positive. So, of course, as soon as we found out, she rushed home to rest up. So, Savannah, we love you. Wishing you a speedy uh, luckily, Where are you Luckily, Chanel was sitting between me and uh, where are you Savannah. <laughs> it's actually a pretty oh funny visual God. because you have the three of them. You have Chanel Jones in the middle, Carson Daly on one side, Al Roker on the other. Chanel gives the update. It's only about 730. They've only been on the air for 30 minutes. Well, an interesting morning. Savannah had to leave. She had COVID. As she's saying this, Al just keeps taking baby step to the left, baby <laughs> step to the left, until like half of his body is out of frame. It was uh, a funny oh moment. But that's, that's what happened with savannah guthrie so now she's got wasn't feeling well got covid and so she just got out of the building now uh, everyone's going to be testing like crazy oh yeah although i bet they do already i don't know probably at like some of these big network places i think they're still pretty stringent yeah i think so huh i've seen i've seen it happening in new york where like in these corporate buildings it's like there's test are they doing your temperature they're no they're uh no, they're swabbing. Like when I go to do Kelly and Ryan in New York, you got to swab first. You were swabbing. We be swabbing, and and I'm uh, I'll be in that room, this testing room, and you could think, oh well, he's like a flown in guest, so we don't know what he's got. But there are people on their staff. They still have a full like COVID guy who I think goes from show to show. He'll do various ABC shows. And what's the uh, Tamron Hall shoots right next door? Okay. And so I think he goes from one show to another, and it's just you know swabbing. Wow. You'll know swab. Swab yeah. is real. By the way, Hoda Kotb. Um, there's a, a small amount of information on her status. Uh, Craig Melvin said that she is basically okay. She's at home dealing with a family health matter. That's it. No other details were provided. Other than she will be back soon. And uh, that's it. So family health matter. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what that means. She's not still with her guy, right? Okay. Oh. I don't know. No, they broke up. Did oh. they? When did that happen? 
some time ago. <laughs> Is that right? After yeah. like eight years together, I think. Yeah. A long time together. And then they, you know, have children together now. Wait a minute. Um, yeah, that's oh, a bummer. That, well, I guess technically it did happen uh, 13 months ago. Okay. Anyway, I like her. How She's... are we supposed to keep up on the news? What do you mean? Without Hoda? No. I mean, just keeping up on relationship news and oh, stuff yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, it's hard. I read an article this morning, and I thought, well, goodness gracious. It, it gave, like, eight things that were coming out in March TV shows, and I thought, even if you had equal excitement for all of those, no way. There's no way you're going to get through those. The thing You don't even watch the things you want to watch. It's true. It's true. By the way, Mandalorian is out yes. today. Woo! Season three, baby. I don't even remember what happened in season two. Do you think you watched all of season two? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Well, then what you should do, is, well, you could do one of two things. If you have some time today, go watch the final episode from season two. Okay. If you don't, fire up season three, episode one, and it will give you a previously on The Mandalorian. Okay. How you doing with that, uh, that homework assignment? Oh, yeah. What's the official due date on that? Technically two weeks uh, ago? Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of <laughs> this week? Yeah. Actually, so it was of last week. Yeah. So oh. it's like way overdue. But pro tip for Mandalorian season three. Yeah. Hey, if you want to be up to date when you start the show today, you also have wanted to watch the book of Boba Fett because oh. apparently yes. there is some information in that show that is very pertinent to season three of the Mandalorian. No. Yes, Donna. No. Here's the thing. I don't even know all these Star Warsy people and but creatures. You'll get to know them when you watch them. I'm not a Star Wars expert. I don't expert. even know what a Mandalorian is. He's from the, the, the planet of Mandalore, and they're out there, and they're bounty hunters, and they have this like special metal thing that is very indestructible, and he's a bounty hunter now doing good and protecting the baby. Just a little baby. Boo! God, I love that guy. I saw somebody making baby Yoda-shaped pasta. The other night on Cute. TikTok, that was an enjoyable watch. I guess you can just put a mold in front of the tube where the pasta comes out, and then you have any kind of shaped pasta that you want. Nice. That's what I thought. How's that ratatouille going? Still liking it? Had it that one time and loved it. Haven't had it since. Can't find it. Many people saying I caused the shortage. That could be. I mean, I went to two different targets. Oh. Not not looking for it, but just happen to go and look for it. I'm like, wow, they don't have it. It was delicious. Ratatouille pasta, radiator shaped. I mean, it looks like a variety of different ways that people explain the shape. One person saying it looked like cowboy hats stacked yes. on top of each other. Right. It also had a radiator vibe. It also kind of looked like a part of a motorcycle. It was like a motorcycle engine. It was interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, are you? Going to okay. Let me just start with this. Stranger Things. When does it come back? Because I still haven't watched that second half yet. Oh, you got time. They that years like for real. Probably twenty five. Okay, these kids are aging out. What's happening? They they they're gonna have like mustaches. <laughs> yeah, they do get older. They do get older. I know. All right. Less significantly from Mighty Ducks season one to season two, and I guess now canceled. Um. Uh-huh. I think there were like three years in between. I mean, these kids aged so much because they shot it before the pandemic, as I understand. Sure. And then after, and oh my gosh, they're like a lot older. The lead guy, a lot older. Yeah, that happens. I mean, I'm sure they're probably filming. 
right? Don't you think they're filming now? And Stranger it's just going to come out later. I don't yeah. think they're filming it yet. Huh. There's a story. I feel like they're mm-hmm. shooting maybe later this year or early 2024. But it's it's a ways out. Okay, now I'm reading the description of the stage production. I think that they're going to start filming season five in May. Okay. This May. Okay. This May. Okay. That's according to Noah Schnapp. Okay. Here's the description for the stage play. It's called The First Shadow. Okay. Okay. Hawkins, 1959, a regular town with regular worries. Young Jim Harper, I'm sorry, Hopper's car won't start. Uh, Bob Newby's sister won't take his radio show seriously, and Joyce just wants to graduate and get the hell out of town. Then there's a new student who arrives. I think this sounds interesting. Fresh start isn't so easy for the family who just moves into town. I would dig it. Yeah. I don't like the musical part. If this were just a play, I'd be into it. You know, I hear what you're saying. Thank you. But Broadway also has a way of putting together some cool numbers. I get it. It's heavy on the drama. I wonder how they're going to deal with things like the the driving point of drama with Stranger Things. You have this group of friends, but it's it's always it's the Demogorgon, it's Vecna, it's yeah. it's the the <clears throat> scary thing. Right. Scary, I think, is a little more difficult to make scary on stage. I think maybe you don't show these creatures; they're just off stage. Do you know what I mean? Like sure. echoey and loud noises. Yeah. Running away, but never seeing the thing. But you gotta see it at some point, right? Am I? Stage director, I uh, what happened? Yeah, you're just a regular Bob Fosse over there. Thank Donna. you. Oh, Thank is, you. It's cool to be so <clears throat> close to greatness. <laughs> I don't know how to dance though, but okay. Um, are you watching The Mandalorian with your? You were with your kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Remember, you were surprised because there were like some blasters and stuff like that. Yeah, there was like a lot of shooting, but bl- and violence. Yeah, but it's. It seems very... It's not like Tarantino shooting. It's blaster shooting. You know, there's never any blood. It's always pew, pew. Yeah, that's true. So I think contextually, it reads a little different. Okay. I'm going to take off. Yeah, you you said this yesterday. Tarantino could dial down some um, yeah. gun violence and, 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 and blood and guts and all that kind of stuff. That being said... And I, I fully agree with that. And when Martin Bashir years ago asked Quentin Tarantino, do you find that you, any of your movies would could influence somebody mm-hmm. uh, with the rise of gun violence in America? Mm-hmm. And I, we just came out of the sag afters where I believe it was Fran Drescher, who I was listening to, the sag after president, who said, we are the most powerful influencers in the world. Mm-hmm. And it, we've talked about this before. We're not going into a full gun violence conversation, everybody. Don't worry. But... If Hollywood loves to pat itself on the back and say, we can create change, then that also means that what we see in the movies has an impact. So it was a very fair question of Martin Bashir to ask. Essentially, does Hollywood have some level of responsibility with violence and gun violence and the good guys have guns and the bad guys have guns and they're all this while is there a dissonance if Hollywood is out front saying one thing on the topic in real life? 
Right. And then just sort of letting whatever happens in the movies to be fake in on that topic. But in all other topics, they like to say we're agents of change and look what sure. we can show. Yeah. And how we can, yeah. So how did he take that question? Not well. Yeah. I believe <clears throat> Mr. Tarantino. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know, got a touch uh, contentious. I think there was a walkout. Am I thinking of the right interview? It was not a cool, calm, and collected moment between he and Martin Brashear. I think he took a bit of umbrage that the question, kind of like, why are you asking me this? Although, you know, if you watch some of his movies. Oh, God, yeah. But all that to say, like, I remember watching Inglorious Bastards. Never saw it. Oh, my gosh. I watched it, and I thought... And setting that aside, like if you can, if you can set aside the excess gore and violence and all that, the movie, the tension was so well done. And there is an opening scene in that movie. I think it's the opening scene where Christoph Waltz comes into a house and is looking for Jews in hiding. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause this is all around and glorious bastards is around world war two, right. the, the hunt for Hitler, the whole thing. And there's a family underneath the floorboards in this house. And mm-hmm. Christoph Waltz very calculated, deliberately delivers each line. And then you sometimes see the point of view of the people. Yes, I think I've seen Underneath the, the floorboards. Yeah. And then slowly as time goes on, you realize, oh, crap. We got to go. He knows. Yeah. And it is just masterful storytelling yeah. in that way. Yeah, he's great. He's a masterful, he knows the art. I just finished his book, Cinema Speculation. Ooh. Oh, really? Uh, couple, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. he's, a, he's a great author, too. Wow. Oh, he's I bet. He's a good storyteller. Excellent yeah. writer. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he knows his way uh, around movies and the language of cinema. Wait, he's, one more question. I know we're out yeah. of time. But d- does he write his own movies as well? Yes. Oh, well. Oh, that's, all right. Yeah. Screenwriter. He's got it all. All right. Uh, we got to go. All right, fine. We'll go. Uh, hey, when we come back, you know, there are some new words in dictionary.com. It'd be fun to go over those. I would love to. I This is the one thing. I intentionally did not, did not look at this today because okay. I wanted you to inform me Great. along with the rest of the And class. then you could guess what the word means. Yeah, okay. and if we have time, I'll tell you something silly that Blake Shelton bought when he became a big deal. We got to go. Bye now. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks for listening, you guys. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Our talk is fun. Hey, Steve. I'll tell you a quick story. I, want to, I, I like the dictionary.com, the new words. Yeah, it's fun. I like these kinds of lists. Me too. So I will keep my story brief. Blake Shelton. Yep. All right. Just asking. He's leaving The Voice after yep. he got into a televised awful slap fight with Carson Daly. 
That part's not true. <laughs> Making sure everybody's still tuned in. Uh, now he's leaving The Voice, and he had a you know a v- extremely successful run on The Voice. But he was talking with Jimmy Kimmel about his purchase, like when he had a hit, his first big bona fide hit. I've made it. My financial life looks different now moving forward. How do I celebrate? And country country artist, as you know, Donna, you were 20 years, and he, ha, hill, billy, howdy, doody. They are a different, they express themselves differently than a pop star might, than a hip-hop star might. Sure. Blake Shelton bought a tractor, like a bulldozer. Oh, sure. Like, he was like, I'm going to get a bulldozer, like yeah. heavy equipment. He said, like, you ain't crapping country music until you've got a bulldozer. <laughs> Is this true, or is is this what they have? Well, if you're living the lifestyle, I would assume, like a lot of these people are, like country living on the living off the fat of the land. I'm trying to think of what a bulldozer is. Give me a minute. Bulldozer's got the big. Wait, the does it? Remember when we departed down to dirty a couple years ago? Yes. uh, And we were working with heavy machinery. There was there's a the the dig thing the long arm dig thing excavator yes sure then there was another thing a bulldozer does it have a flat piece of metal in front of it and it pushes things down that's what I was my son picturing. like plays with this I should really it's know. got like the tracks around the um oh <clears throat> uh, yep got it you know I think we one of us operated one of these maybe. I think you could be right. Anyway, anyway. Blake Shelton was like, I'm, I made it big. I'm getting a bulldozer. Now he's got all sorts of like heavy equipment. Machinery. Sounds fun. Living the life. Uh, okay. I have words in dictionary.com that just got added. Here, let's see if you know what they, what they mean. Cakeage. Cakeage. Uh, could you please spell that? Uh, cake and then age. Cakeage. Oh, yep. Got it. That is when someone puts on way too much makeup. <laughs> like it's caking. No, think like corkage. Corkage is the act of corking something. This is a fee charged by a restaurant for bringing your own cake. Stop it. This isn't a real thing. This is a real thing. Oh, gosh. This cake- isn't a real thing. Cakeism. Cakeism. That's when you're being judged by a restaurant or charged for bringing in your own cake. Nope, that's cakeage. Cakeism comes from the term "have your cake and eat it too." It's the false belief that one can enjoy the benefits of two choices that are, in fact, mutually exclusive. Mm, okay. You want to have it both ways. It's yeah. Cakeism. Digital nomad. Digital nomad. Oh, this is. Uh, is this someone who has no trace of themselves online? Like they shut down social media things and they're just sort of out there. Nope. All right. This is a person who works remotely while traveling for leisure, especially when having no fixed permanent address. Wow. So that the nomad part is is accurate. That is true to form. Yes. Nearly wed. A nearlywed. Engaged for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. A person who lives with someone in a life partnership, sometimes engaged with no planned wedding date. Nearlywed. 
Hellscape. Hellscape. Uh, that is, that's like 2020. That's just when the bleep hits the fan. Nothing is going right. That place, or like you hated your last job, let's say. And you look back and say, that place was a real hellscape over there. Hellscape is a place or time that is hopeless, unbearable, or irredeemable. Oh, my. I didn't know that was a word. That's a heavy word, too. How about a North Paw? That's a right-handed person. Yep. Like a pick, a pitcher, a boxer. Yeah, they could be a Southpaw. That's a lefty. Correct. Wow, I can't Sports believe... talk. can't believe they just came up with that term now. Southpaw has been around forever, right? I'm starting to think there's a bit of a racket going on over at dictionary.com. <laughs> I also don't know... Miriam and Webster, they're together, right? Didn't yeah, they merge Miriam or whatever? Webster, yeah. Yeah. One of them is less official, and the other the other is more open to slang and colloquialisms, I believe. One's and is the Oxford the hoity toity one? Or is the Oxford the other way around? I don't know. I don't know. Oxford is the big one. Like the big Then maybe yeah. that means does Oxford accept more slang, maybe? Feels like it wouldn't because Oxford feels more hoity toity, snooty, Britishy. Rage farming. <laughs> oh, this one you're PO'd about inflation and the cost of goods, and you're like, screw it, I'll grow my own peppers. It's provoking people by posting inflammatory political stuff on social media, hoping to get angry responses and go viral. Rage farming. Cyber mm. flashing. That's pro- yeah, that's probably yeah. when something is seen on the internet. Yeah, somebody sends pictures. Wait, yeah, somebody sends pictures of their junk to strangers online or by airdropping them. That's oh. not okay. Oh, yeah, there have been people who have done the airdrop thing on planes. Right. Yeah. Yes, that's disgusting. Um, Cli-Fi. Don't like the sound of that. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. Um, let me think of it, though. Give me a minute. Oh, uh, come on, Steve. You can get this, man. You can do it. Holly, you think you have an idea what this is? Cli-fi. Cli-fi. Hmm. Wi-fi. What's the Cli reference? And can you give us a hint, please? Yes. It has to do with um, weather. This, is this like a weather app? Nope. It's short for... Um, it's short for two words. Climate. There you go. Finance. Mm-mm. Fight. Not true. Fall. Fiction. Climate fiction. Yes. So it's any sort of sci-fi where climate change is a major part of the story. Cli-fi. There oh. we go. And finally, petfluencer. Petfluencer. So this is a social media influencer who specifically markets things toward the pet community. A person who gains a following on social media by posting things of their pet, images, videos. I that's all I look at like on Instagram. Yeah. I know all I I think I know all the famous animals, pretty sure. You telling me I'm supposed to start a uh, an Instagram page for Rex? Though? Absolutely. Yeah. That sounds Oh, exhausting. Don, I hope you're taking in Capybara Wait. content. Copy Yeah.
Not chupacabra. No, no, those are cool. These animals are cool looking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. I definitely have. Absolutely. Some people have them as pets in their living room with their dogs. Capybara. Thank you, Holly. Mm -hmm. All right, you can go. Okay, bye. 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 All right, welcome back with a dirt alert.